it's unfortunate when when we put these rules on you know when we need like you said like when we need to do things when just showing up and doing it will pave the path to um, you know what comes next whether it's you know perfecting handstands or realizing handstanding is actually not what defines you as a teacher something else does Welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I am your host, Rosie Acosta, yoga teacher and teacher trainer, mindfulness coach, speaker, and creative writer. I am also the founder of radicallyloved.com, a website where you can go for more information about yoga, mindfulness, meditation, and lifestyle advice. On this podcast, we talk to people within our health and wellness community that are creating content through the ritualistic practice of yoga, meditation, or overall mindful living. We hope to create value in your life so that you can achieve your highest potential and live a radically loved life. To stay in touch with us, just follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Rosie Acosta and on Facebook at Radically Loved Rosie. You can sign up for our newsletter on radicallyloved.com to stay up to date on future workshops, retreats, and latest podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Four Sigmatic. I have been waiting for months for this product to come out and it's finally here, the Four Sigmatic Mushroom Focus Shot. Four Sigmatic has always believed in seeking energy through nutrient-dense foods, sleep hygiene, movement, and hydration. So when they came up with this product as an alternative to all those gnarly energy drinks that are out there, I was so excited. This is the first ready-to-drink product that promotes focus and energy without all the gnarly ingredients. You can sip half of the bottle of Lion's Mane and Guayusa with a powerful pineapple taste from only real ingredients. No artificial sweeteners or flavors are allowed. I can drink half of the bottle in the morning and then half in the afternoon, and it doesn't make me feel weird and jittery in the afternoon. Go to foursigmatic.com and use the promo code radicallyloved, that's R-A-D-I-C-A-L-L-Y-L-O-V-E-D, to get a special discount on all the Four Sigmatic products. Back to our show. Hey listeners, we need your support. Help us by subscribing and rating to this podcast. Send us a snapshot of your review or comment and we will send you a very special Radically Loved gift. Send your comment to info at radicallyloved.com. You can also click on the show notes here on this podcast for more information. If you want to be part of our community, please click the link to our private Facebook group, on the show notes of this particular podcast so you can be the first to hear of upcoming trainings, retreats, and special Radically Loved events. Thanks so much for listening. Sarah Clark is known for her compassionate and creative teaching style. She is a certified vinyasa and mindfulness teacher who resides in New York City. She is on the teaching staff at Kripalu, the Center of Yoga and Health, and leads workshops and retreats internationally. She's also a featured teacher on Yoga Glow, which I frequent quite often just to practice with her. We chatted about how we love to bring yoga and its philosophy to our students and how we use it as a way to connect. I'm so excited to share this conversation with all of you. Here's Sarah Clark. Uh, I'm so excited really and so excited (laughs) to finally have an opportunity to have you on the show. I've 
um, been following you for a little while now and I've been practicing with you on Yoga Glow and not only are do you have the most amazing voice and I just like to listen to it. <laughs> Truth be told, I was trying to do one of your meditations one time and <laughs> I just, something happened where I... I, I can't remember what the name of the particular meditation you were doing, but it was like, it was a visualization. And then I got a really great idea. And then I got on my computer. I know this is like the worst, right? Don't listen to me. Don't listen to me. And then I went on my computer and I was like, oh, I got to write this down, you know, because I get my creative thoughts in the morning. And then you just kept playing. It was maybe like on your page of stuff. Mm. So then I just get, <laughs> you just were talking in the background while I was working. It was awesome. Wow. That's amazing. And I've <laughs> never heard this before. And I love it. And I hope other people are doing it as well. <laughs> I'm like, talk about, I'm just like outing myself to all of my people. I'm like, hey, this is what happens when I meditate. I get in my right. computer. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it was like a stream of consciousness. It was a stream able of to write it down. That's right. And like, can we like apply? the fact that you're sitting and you're meditating and like you're going with what the meditation looks like for you. So that, how about thank that? you. Thank you. In the, in the digital age, right? Yes. Oh my God. So much that I want to talk to you about. So th- welcome. Welcome to Radically Loved Radio. It's an honor. Thank you for having me. Yay. Yay. And I'm so, um, I've got a lot of questions to ask you pertaining to a lot of different topics. So hopefully we don't, um, we don't get too, uh, <laughs> too yeah. off the rails here. I'm right. trying to restructure it. So for the listeners uh, at this point, they've noticed that there's been a little bit of a shift in the template of how we have the show. And so it's becoming more topic-based. And um, there's a couple of topics that I want to talk to you about um, pertaining to just our yoga community. And obviously your yoga and meditation teacher Uh, And this is something that you've been doing. And I feel that you really allowed for um, people to have a a wider perspective and range as far as uh, being more open. And you've been very vocal about um, diversity and body love and being able to, you know, utilize these different yogic modalities in a way to just create more unity and to create a, a better um, cohesiveness within just the our society. So thank you for that. Wow. Thank you. I mean, can you write that as my bio? Because I need <laughs> my bio rewritten. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> thank you. Well, so and and so where, <laughs> currently, where are you? Where are you based out of? So I have been based out of New York City for the past 12 years, which I can't believe is a thing. Um, And yeah, my home is in Brooklyn. I've been in Brooklyn 11 out of those 10 years. Before that, it was briefly Harlem. But yeah, Brooklyn... Brooklyn's my home base, which is... Which I love. And it's also very loud (laughs) and busy. So yeah. (laughs) So and as far as you cultivating a practice that is sustainable for you living in a big city, like what does that look like for you? How are you able to be such a sweet and loving and effective yogi in the world living in one of the busiest cities in the world? Right. For me, it is the busiest city in the world. That's what it feels like, you know? (laughs) Um, And well, yes. So I really, I know I'm so giggly as well. (laughs) I just want to laugh with you. All right, let me focus. So um, yeah, I think New York City is my biggest teacher. Like it really is because you're 
you're just, you're crammed, like really sometimes like butt to butt with someone on the train, you know, rush hour, everyone's standing and grumpy and tired. And, Mm. you know, we're also in these like apartments just stacked one on top of the other. Um, There's always noise. Um, Thank goodness I live in a pre-war building. So the walls are thick. So that's helpful. But, you know, right outside my window, there's busy streets, there's car honking, alarm systems going off sometimes because it's New York. Um, So for me, it's a constant practice of how can I show up mindfully moment by moment. And also sometimes giving myself permission to like just be human and just as annoyed as other people are when the train is, you know, 20 minutes late or something like that. But, um, you know, it's, it's me constantly being in the present moment. I have to be, or else I will lose my mind here because it's, it's so busy and so loud and, you know, how dare you standing on an escalator up, you should be walking, you know, it's like, it's that vibe, you know, so it's tough, it's tough. And it's like, but this is what I've chosen. So how can I be with it? And um, the quote, uh, be kind for everyone, everyone you meet is fighting a great battle. Like that is something I have to remind myself of when, you know, people are, are seemingly rude and inconsiderate. I really don't know what they're going through. So Yeah. New York is my teacher for sure. Yeah. Oh, and I, and I love that you can really utilize to, uh, have it be a metaphor for life in general. Oh my <laughs> right? gosh. Because yeah. it's like, what a better practice to have. One of the things that I really loved, um, about, uh, your, well, uh, you obviously I'm obsessed with you. Hi, can we get a little clap track here? Um, <laughs> I, I love that you have this note on your website uh, and it's a letter to your students. And if you don't mind, I'd like to just read a, a little oh, bit of it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was so profound. And it says mm. to my students, you do not have to be skinny. You do not have to be flexible. You do not have to wear the latest athletic gear nor have any prior experience. What you do need to have is courage, courage to trust, courage to breathe, courage to believe that you are capable of moving your body in ways never before imagined. Namaste, Sarah Clark. (laughs) Let's talk about this because I think that what a, what a beautiful and open invitation for all people of all sizes and backgrounds. Um, So can you speak to where, what place were you in to be able to get to a place where you knew that this is what you wanted to bring to the world? Mm. Well, you know, I really think that little letter is for myself. Mm. I think everything I share is for myself first and then like, you know, I have the best job. We have the best jobs in the world where we can share you know, what is moving us with others. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I talk about this in my, um, my yoga journal cover, which I share with you as well. Well, not share, but you know, like you are on the cover of yoga journal this month. And, um, so my, yeah, yoga journal twins. Exactly. So, um, you know, my cover article was all about my journey with, um, with, negative body image or, you know, just low self-esteem and eating disorder, um, addicted to the gym, uh, you know, 
sexual trauma from college. Um, so all of this is a culmination of me, myself, wanting to feel comfortable and safe and accepted in a yoga space. And I also grew up in a very, um, I, basically, I was like the only brown child, you know, in, in school. And that was a shock to the system as well. I was homeschooled until I was nine. And then we moved to Maryland from Syracuse, New York. And I was in public school. And it was a shock to the system when, you know, I, I began to realize how mean children were and, and teachers and adults. So it's, it's my pain manifested into please come as you are. You will be loved. You will be cared for. And you will be moved. And you're going to be surprised at what your body can do. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I think that you, as I said, do an incredible job at being, being that person, being that, that light. So mm. thank you for, for that. It's an honor. One of the things that I, I would love to talk to you about is this idea of being able to cultivate um, a better sense of empowerment just within ourselves as women, uh, especially when we have such an external pool of what we're, I'm doing air quotes, what we're supposed mm -hmm. to look like or what mm. we're supposed to be like, especially as yogis. Um, because we see, you know, we see the ads, we see the, the Instagram posts, we see the, the things that are celebrated. Mm -hmm. And so how do you, how do you teach that? And how do you learn from that for yourself? Like, what can we do just as women to feel more empowered and feel less, um, distracted by all the external things that can sometimes make us feel inadequate. Wow. Well, that's like, that's so beautiful and layered and like just a hot topic. Um, I think first and foremost, acknowledging that what you see as you scroll or, you know, even look at an ad in the store you're shopping in is not the reality of, um, you know, the general population of yoga bodies in the yoga studio. So just like reminding yourself of that and that um, what you're seeing is not how you're supposed to look. Uh, it's like this construct that really just needs to be, you know, burned to the ground. Um, yeah. And then it's like, you know, for me, you know, sometimes like I want to wear like, I would love to wear all white leggings, but I just do not have the confidence, me and my dimples, like just don't have the confidence to do that yet, you know? So I think also it's like, can we like be like, you know what, screw it. I wanna wear an all white outfit. It's awesome, it's great, it's beautiful. You know, it's clean, it's just all of the things. And who cares what people think of me when I'm in my up dog and like, you know, everything's exposed or whatever. Right. Um, so I think also it's like, can we begin to step out of what my body is supposed to wear um, in these spaces? Um, what else? I mean, it's, oh gosh. Oh, it's, you know, it's, it's also like this practice of um, focusing on what your body can do versus what it looks like. Mm -hmm. And I think that was a turning point for me on my mat was being amazed and in awe of what my body did for me. So it got me out of what I should look like on my mat and it got me into my body where I could finally begin to celebrate it. 
Um, and with that, you know, I went through like a decade of just primarily asana, but, and that's what fueled me of just really getting into my body and seeing what we could do together. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's okay too, to, to, I feel like maybe I'm not sticking on the the main topic, but you know, like, okay, well, yeah, just like celebrating how your body moves while knowing that you don't have to be a size zero to to be um, welcome into the world of yoga yeah yeah because there's this sort of blockage that happens I think for us because we feel like we need to be or look a certain way before we do something right yes 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 yes, exactly you know or I mean even like well I can't touch my toes I know this is a thing that you know happens a lot. So, you know, I can't touch my toes, so I can't do yoga. It's the same thing as like, you know, I've got a belly or I've got this or I've got that. I, you know, I can't, I can't do yoga. Um, and I hope as teachers, um, you know, the front row isn't, is no longer the place where all the quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes now as well. The advanced yogis are, you know, doing their fancy tricks, but it's like, it doesn't matter what row you're in, in a yoga class, like come as you are and um, feel safe. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Mm. I think that part of what I find fascinating still is this idea that we, again, we, we kind of, we stop ourselves from doing the things that make us feel good because we have this idealized version in our mind of what it's supposed to look like. Right. It's like, oh, I'm not, I remember uh, when I first started teaching, I couldn't do a handstand in the middle of the room. Like, Mm. and so for me, I'm like, I can't, I can't call myself a yoga teacher. Like I can't call myself a yoga teacher until I could do a hand. This was years ago. Right. Right. And I'm like, wow, that, that was a a real belief. I I felt completely inadequate because my physical body wasn't able to do some of this, this, these really um, complex uh, postures, you know, and, and it took years for me to finally get to a point of actually practicing and, and studying deeper into yoga in yoga philosophy to realize, and just my own self-work, right? Like, Mm -hmm oh, this doesn't matter. I can still teach people yoga and not have to, my body doesn't need to do all of those things. Like that doesn't make me any less of a yogi than the person that does. Yep. Um, so ha- did you ever have a similar situation or anything that, that you felt when you first started teaching? Um, well, I just want to agree with you first and foremost. I hear that a lot from um, you know, students and, and practitioners who want to take their practice to the next level and do a, a teacher training. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. It's like, well, I need to practice more. I need to get to a certain level before, you know, I can teach just like you said. Mm-hmm. And for me, I mean, I wasn't, I had a strong practice, but for whatever the word advanced means, I, I didn't have an advanced practice when I did my YTT. Um, and the beauty is, you know, your practice evolves in with time. And even within the YTT, you're going to better understand how your body should safely show up in each asana. So um, I, it's unfortunate when, when we put these rules on, you know, when we need, like you said, like when we need to do things, when just showing up and doing it will pave the path to, um, you know, what comes next, whether it's, you know, perfecting handstands or realizing 
handstanding is actually not what defines you as a teacher. Something else does. So just saying yes to the desire to move forward in, in your yoga, on your yoga journey is, is everything. And the rest follows always. Yeah. What, yeah. Is, what has been your uh, favorite topic with regard to yoga philosophy? Maybe it's something that you use in your daily practice or maybe one of the most poignant uh, lessons that you learned during your teacher training or that you like to teach. Mm. The notion of beginning again, um, like every breath is an opportunity to begin again. And sometimes we don't show up the way we want to. Sometimes we don't say the things that we want to, or maybe they didn't come out as, as kindly or as mindfully as they should have. Um, maybe we're just having like not the best day. So giving yourself permission to begin again is something that I find resonates with me and also those who come to my class. So it's like every breath, every asana, like how do you want to show up? Like breath by breath, you have an opportunity to begin again. So that's really my motto. Um, and, and going back to just living in New York City, you know, um, just beginning again, even uh, like if, if, if the train is delayed, you know, and, and that might affect my, my, the next thing I have to do, which luckily doesn't happen that much, but sometimes it does, you know, and it's like the most nerve wracking thing and you're beating yourself up and the inner critic, yeah. you should have left two hours earlier. earlier. Yeah. 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 You yeah, shouldn't yeah. have taken that last sip of water. You shouldn't have, <laughs> you know, I think I saw like a quote about that. Like if only I had not taken that last sip of water, I would have been on time. Something, it was hilarious. So anyway, um, you know, it's a thing. So it's like, okay. And like, how can I still surrender into this moment, trust the process and begin again with, thoughts that serve me and um, instead of, you know, creating more anxiety and suffering. Cause like there's suffering, unfortunately is a human condition. So yeah. what lights me up is finding ways to lessen my suffering while in this realm on this earth and then sharing it. I'm like, my mouth is just like, ah, oh, so true. <laughs> like, oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. What is, yeah. What is your favorite thing to, dive into um with regard to just your life like is there anything that that you like to really dive into be it creativity your practice teaching uh relationships like what is it in your life that you really like to yeah. dive into um well all of the above if that <laughs> was an answer <laughs> but because i probably should choose like one specific thing um right now manifestation and not even right now like manifestation has been a thing like i taught a retreat about manifestation i love it um it blows my mind it's almost like we have this magic wand that we're not aware of yes. uh, occasional and, and we're actually creating whether we realize it or not all of our thoughts are creating our reality so it's like what do you want to think so you can create what you actually want uh and so yeah so it's like we've got this magic wand it gives us the capacity to create really whatever we want, but most of the time we get in our own way and it slows down the manifestation process. 
Yeah, I I yeah. want to I want to dive into that because okay. I mm-hmm. am such a big fan of manifestation. I mean, I feel like the only reason why I made it out of East Los Angeles like mm-hmm. was because of manifestation and I really wholeheartedly believe that when you do all of the things that you have to do in order to create that frequency in your life that you can bring all of those things in as opposed to you going and reaching and trying to grasp. So um, can you Mm -hmm. share a couple of things that you do in your own practice to manifest things or maybe some of the things that you've found to be really effective? Mm, Yeah. Um, Well, there's so many. First and foremost, your thoughts you know, be, become more curious as to the mind chatter and what is flowing through you. And if it's serving you, if it's not, uh, if there's a lot of doubt, I like to reword it. And um, almost like you're creating a lullaby for yourself. Like, what would you love to hear that helps to take, um, you know, break that, that record that's broken, that keeps replaying and, and blocking you from stepping more into your power. So, Rewriting that broken record, um, saying it to yourself constantly, especially when you hear the broken record somehow being taped back together and put back on that player, you know? <laughs> like, how did that happen? Again? No, I'm like, what are you talking about? That never happened. <laughs> that Just doesn't kidding. happen. <laughs> right. You know, because it's, it's, it's going to creep in. And as they say, yeah. you know, our, our issues are in our tissues and it takes a lot of time and rewiring of the brain to rewrite how our, our neurons are firing. So, um, being up on it, like being disciplined to recognize the chatter, rewrite it, and almost, now almost, imagine it as if it were already happening or if it was already true or if it was already yours. So feeling it as if it's yours, I think is also profound. So envisioning is huge. Like you are sitting down with Oprah having tea, you know, like what would that, what would that look like? What would that feel like? Um, What are the colors like? What's the conversation and the vibe like? So, and I practice that even on more of a micro level when I'm about to teach for a large group or something like that. So I, I sit and I meditate on how I want to show up in that in that environment before it happens so that when I get there, I can step into that frequency when the nervousness comes in. Like, okay, I acknowledge the nervousness, but I'm going to choose that vibe that I created while I sat, you know, prior to what I was, prior to my work. Um, Vision boarding, I love. um, (laughs) Yeah, you know, just being able to allow words and, and pictures to pop out at you and that that excite you that make your mind light up and then actually choosing to cut that out and putting it down on paper for me is a reminder that yes I'm worth it and the possibilities are limitless so I think those 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 things are 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 my go-tos and you know of course there's more but it starts with my thoughts you know my thoughts will tell me I won't be able to sit down with Oprah that's crazy you know but um but if I if I fine-tune things it's like no you can and how do you want it to go yeah like yeah. what, what's, what are you going to wear? You know, what are you going to wear? Yeah. Are you, are you going to be at her place in Maui or in California? Like which, right. where are you going to be? Right. Are you going right. to be like sitting down petting her dogs or like right. outside in her garden? Yeah. yeah. Is she going to be feeding you from the organic garden? <laughs> is she going to, you know, do a little sampler of vegetables for you? Exactly. Is Gail yeah. going to be there? Like is what's Gail going to be there? 
<laughs> and here's yeah. side note, I think find find people in your circle that can help you manifest, right? Like that's yes. that's another another great great thing just to add to that because I, I think everything that you said is perfect and I I totally totally 100% agree. So aside from uh, having tea with Oprah, what, what are you currently manifesting in your life right now? Um, having tea with Oprah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. And besides that, no big deal. Um, besides that, um, what am I manifesting? I'm manifesting, you know, eventually moving, moving out of New York because it's a lot, you know, it's like, yeah. You know, okay. I don't know when, I don't know how, like, you know, my partner, Alex and I, we've got to figure that out. Cause you know, he's got his thing here. I've got my thing here, but anytime we leave New York, we're like, Oh my gosh, it's so quiet. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know? So to gift that to ourselves as a norm would be terrifying and amazing all at the same time. Um, and then just spreading my wings wider in terms of engagement and Um, you know, building my own brand is something that I'm manifesting and like what that looks like, because I was just talking to someone else, like I'm in a lot of communities, um, but I really want to focus on creating my own community right now. So the engagement is so beautiful. I've got these amazing beings following me and, and creating conversations with me. So how do I make them feel even more special and, and seen, so that when I'm in other communities, you know, I'm representing them as well, even more. Yeah, so yeah. Um, creating events for women of color is a really big thing that I want to do more. The list is long. Um, touring more. Europe is, is on the list. So, you know, like sprinkling a little bit of magic everywhere. For me, it's a reminder that I'm worth it and that people will show up. Because yeah. often, like my 13-year-old me will come in and be like, no one's going to show up to your party. No one, you know, and that's never true. People always show up. So I'm stepping more into like, yes, I'm, I'm, you know, here I am and I have a lot to give and share. Yeah. And people will, will show up to that. Yes. Yes. And they always have. So I have to keep going. Yeah. Because again, that broken record will be like, no, stop here. Yeah. I mean, this is like the biggest issue that I think all just people in general, men and women, uh, struggle with that inner dialogue, that that constant, you know, spin where it's like you said, the the track starts and it's all the reasons why you shouldn't or can't or why it's not mm-hmm. going to happen. And that's the part of the mind that has to, you know, be take a a little bit of a break on, on her lounger chair and just, you know, (laughs) allow for the wanderment of life to, to take root and to, you know, take you on a ride as opposed to being taken by a ride by the mind. Exactly. And I love that. Yeah. I, I always say when, when you say yes to life, life will say yes to you. And it's exactly that. Like it, when you say yes, you will be taken on the most beautiful journey. So. Like take, I want to come with you. Okay. Yes. Let's. let's go. Uh, is there in in your entire uh, career or even life has has there been an undertone of unknowingness or are are there some words of wisdom that you've always known to be true that have resonated and have created essentially the foundation of where you are or is your path been uh gradual evolution to create the Sarah Clark we know and love today? 
Oh man, I think both again, like it's like all of the above. And I think the constant that has always been there uh, is listening to my intuition. Mm. Um, it's a soft voice that is so soft and so kind. It's almost, it's it, not almost, it is easy to not listen to it. Um, but with that, that soft voice often gets louder and louder and louder and makes things more and more uncomfortable until you actually say, okay, I'm going to listen to you now. So for me, it's getting better at not waiting until the voice is louder and making things uncomfortable, but really listening to, to her because she's so quiet and gentle. So um, I'm right now just letting, letting that voice like, I'm like, hey, voice, can you be a little more loud for me? Because I really want to pay more attention to you. You've always been there. You have been guiding me. You're leading me on this crazy, epic journey. I want to listen to you more. You're never wrong. And I've never fallen from listening to that gut instinct, even though some things are crazy, like quitting your corporate job and becoming a yoga teacher, you know, like what? No health insurance? How am I going to do this? You know, or just all of that, you know, and um but, but I'm here, you know, and I'm on covers of magazines and, and, and connecting with amazing people all over the world because I said yes to my, my inner voice. Yeah. And, and it's in all of us. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that just to add to that, I think it's important to know your dedication and your commitment to that potential. And I, that's something that I talk about all the time because I find it with most of the people that I am inspired by or look up to is this uh, consistent storyline of really committing to their potential in a way that it didn't matter that it was the unpopular decision or it was an unpopular uh, route. They, mm -hmm. they committed and, and it led them to be uh, in a place where they felt more fulfilled and more uh, sustainable joy, right? Absolutely. And it doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. And you know, you're, you're just skipping down the yellow brick road. It's going to be hard and it's going to be scary. And, you know, and with that, you know, you look at, let's say Instagram and, and the people that you look up to, or just some of the influencers, I'm putting that in air quotes mm -hmm. as well. You know, it just looks like everything comes so easy to them and they don't, they just blink and it's there. And that's not the case. No one really shows you the behind the scenes of, you know, me like teaching 17 classes around the city, you know, from Upper East Side to way downtown and commuting back home at 10 p.m. And just all the things that you do, teaching for free here and there, babysitting, nannying, like all the things you've got to do as you allow this, this dream to manifest and knowing that it's normal and it's okay. And it's, it's part of the journey, you know, whatever your hustle looks like, it's part of the journey. Trust the process. <sighs> like, maybe you need to do a podcast. Let's add that to your list. You know what? Investing. Just saying. No, Rosie, it's a, it's a thing. It's a thing that's on my list. And you're, this right now is reminding me that it's possible. I want to do it. And again, that broken record's like, it's going to be too hard. It's going to be la, 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 la. But like, 
how beautiful is this right now, this connection and us exchanging in this way? Oh, so, it's amazing. It's thank so you amazing. for being here and doing it and reminding me. Are you me kidding? I can no, do but it this too. is this. Yeah, you and you should. And everybody that's listening to this will tune in because <laughs> this is this is part of, you know, us being able to create and cultivate communities to uplift each other and to support yeah. each other. Like I've always been a proponent of you know, I want to help as much people as, as many people as I can uplift them, hold them up because the more that I do that for them, they're doing the same for me. You know, I, I didn't come from, uh, um, uh, the lack mentality when it came to, um, success, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like you help your people because that's just what you're, that's just part of your duty. You know, it wasn't until, it wasn't until I worked in, the entertainment industry where I realized I'm like, Oh, not everybody does this. Right. <laughs> like, cutthroat, you know? Yeah. And, and I, and I've seen it even in, in the world of yoga too. I, I'm not mm-hmm. trying to front like this mm-hmm. is the reality. You guys, this happens in every, in every industry, right? The egos are everywhere. Unfortunately. For sure. yeah. yeah. Yep. And mm-hmm. I've seen some of the most spiritual air quotes <laughs> some of the most spiritual yeah. people have like big time egos where yes. i'm like wow this is so against what you're allegedly preaching to everyone and so anyone yep. that knows me and and people in my circle my students and the people i work with i am the 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 biggest proponent to doing everything and anything in my power to make sure that if people want my help to succeed, they're going to have the support a hundred percent because I feel like I've been fortunate enough in my life to have that. I was lucky and I had really great people in my circle that really helped at least encouraged me to believe in myself, you know, that, that kind of helped me say, you know, maybe they couldn't help me, but they're, they're, um, reservations or their negative talk didn't come out of their mouths (laughs) you know and to Mm -hmm. me I'm like that's support right Mm -hmm. because you might not have the support in the way of like oh Sarah I'm going to support everything you're doing sometimes there's certain people where them not saying anything is the support that you need you know because it's these people that sometimes that may say no or don't that will totally take you off you know like yeah Does that make sense? No, it does. Like, you know, if my parents had said, you're crazy, you know, 11 years, 11, 12 years ago, when I said I wanted to pursue my teacher training, like I might not have done it. Yeah. You know, so them not really saying anything, but like, okay, I think, is that what you mean? Like for me, that was everything. Yeah. 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 Because it's, it's part of what we need, I think, just as a society and as like a tribal society that we mm. need to have the support of our people to help yeah. up, you know? Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I, I think that is the profound part about social media. Like there's a pros and cons to it for sure. Uh, but what are, the, think, what are the pros and cons? Uh, uh, mm, I well. you right there. Uh, I know, right? Well, um, pros you're being uplifted. You're, you know, you're, you're being, you're, you're getting reinforcement. Um, you know, as humans, we need approval. You're getting approval. Um, you're being able to see like what people are resonating with You're For me, it's a practice of being seen and sharing things regardless of what people are going to say and 
then when I say what I want to say and it's from the heart, people are actually like, oh my gosh, I love this. Me too. You're not alone. So it, it builds community. So for me, that's a pro. And also visibility, you know, connecting with people and brands and more amazing people that I would never get to. Um, seeing other people of color practicing yoga, which I didn't think was a thing until Instagram. So that for me is like a pro. I thought I was like one of the only ones and it's so not true at all. Um, and then also like the cons are like comparing yourself, um, feeling like you're not good enough. You're not doing enough. Uh, you don't have as many followers, which means you're not, you know, you're not important. Um, mm. that ranking that can occur just from these numbers. Um, just all of that, it, your, the addiction uh, to it that can slow you down from actually being productive. Um, the addiction I see from children, you know, I, and no, not to knock parents at all, but I remember the days of coloring when we went out to eat, you oh, know, yeah, or yeah. being able to behave. I put that in air quotes, but like, you know, being able to <laughs> behave at the dinner table when we have guests and be able to uh, converse at a young age with adults, you know, and I feel like there's a lack right now that's like, let's give them the tablet. They're going to be, that, that's a new way to get kids to behave sometimes. Um, so I think that's the, the, the con, like the addiction to that. And oh my gosh, I could not imagine being a, a teenager right now on Instagram and, and oh Facebook, goodness, like right? on right? all levels, you oh, know? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and again, not knocking the tablet, it can come in handy when a kid just needs like something else to do, but yeah. um, it can be like the pacifier these days um, instead of, yeah. Coloring. You coloring. Know? Yeah. Doing so. You know, what's funny is that, you know, when I grew up, we did a lot of things that were like uh, tangible, like that I could t tactile. Right. So it's yeah. like, I was able to touch and colors and do and create, um, do paper mache or like, you yes. know, create, create little figurines with paper, you know, exactly. do things that actually required you to do things with your hands as opposed to just mm -hmm. watch a screen. Yes. What do you, what do you think that's doing just to our learning? I'm just curious. Oh, this gosh. is kind of, see, I said, I don't want to go off topic, but I'm just like, I'm curious. <laughs> Oh gosh. You know, um, well, I think it's oh, okay. So I don't have like any backing to like predict what's really going on, but just from like what I'm like, <laughs> nice disclaimer. Like yeah. Um, but I know I, I have heard that it's, um, Oh, I don't know if, I don't know. I don't know. How to, oh, it's creating like less, uh, less talking amongst, amongst children. Like children aren't, um, children don't know how to interact as much anymore because mm. they're on tablets and like, that's their way of expressing themselves and mm. communicating. So I think there's a disconnect, you know, obesity you know, is a thing uh, because kids aren't going outside and playing anymore, which breaks my heart. Um, yeah. So, you know, things like that, I, I, they, I don't want to, I don't want to really speak on autism because it's such a sensitive topic. Mm. Um, I did read an article that, you know, being on tablets is, could be affecting that. But again, like I am not an expert and, you know, I have loved ones who are autistic, so I have no right to talk really about that. But with that, like technology could be affecting how we do interact as humans. Um, and so that's, that's, that's scary to me. And at the same time, uh, I think that change is constant and 
can we surrender into this shift and just see what happens? Like maybe we're just going to be like these genius beings now that like we, you know, two-year-olds, no, actually it was a five-year-old um, who was in a, a special school where like they logged on every day to like this mm. special computer and, oh. you know, so it's like this training. I mean, maybe there's going to be more masterminds because of technology and, uh, and how it can support the evolution of our society. Hmm. It's tricky. And I feel yeah. like I'm rambling. So no, no, no. Like, I think, oh. I think you're, you're being extremely diplomatic about it. And I, I appreciate that. And look, yes, I, this is, as I said in the before when we were in the green room. Yeah. Yes. But, yes. I don't know, this is what we're going <laughs> to talk about. And if we go off topic, whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. I, I mean, you know, I see children having like severe meltdowns when the tablet is taken away, taken away. like yeah. severe. And that to me is really scary because it starts addiction early. Yeah. Um, and I think it could shift development. But again, I don't need enough kids, you know, so I don't know. It's, it's tricky. And sometimes I wish Instagram I mean, and you Facebook can, would you, go you, away. You can speak to even adults. I mean, look at how my little sister's 20 years old and she's growing up in that age yeah, where yeah. everything is digital and she's on the computer. They use the computer for school. I mean, like all their stuff is online, so they have to be on the computer. It's like extra screen time. Yep. And to me, it's just, we, I have to have all these rules and parameters when we sit and we have dinner, no electronics at the table. And I'm yeah. starting to feel like a, a, the parent, you know, right, even right. though it's my little sister, what I am the parental figure in her life, but yeah, it's, it's just that thing where I'm like, no, disconnect. Let's have a conversation Let's in, have a conversation. in ha hashtag IRL in real life. In real life. Like, yes. let's, let's connect. Let's see each other. Let's have this conversation. And, and everything that she tells me, Sarah, is so it's a little scary, you know, mm. with, with kids her age, not really knowing how to have a conversation in person. So without, it is a thing. Right. Without Ugh. feeling awkward, without <sighs> feeling like dead space or dead air. You know what I'm saying? Like yes, when yes. you can be, we can be in the, in the company of other people and, you know, either have a conversation or not, but there isn't that not knowing what to do. I mean, we already not know what to do just as a society, like people, totally. you know what I mean? Yes. You, you add this element of you're seeing my life through filtered eyes now via social media. You're seeing the highlights and the filters and yep. the pictures and the emojis. And I'm expressing myself via an emoji. The, yes. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like we're going straight back to look and the people back in the day hieroglyphics like that's what that was, right? So it's like <laughs> totally. modern, modern day emotion. modern day hieroglyphics. hieroglyphics yeah. yeah. But it is the highlight reel and it's really sad when you see two people sitting side by side on their phones and that's how they interact and that, yeah. And I catch myself doing that with like my sister and sometimes when I visit and sometimes I question like, wow, what were we doing before cell phones? You know, like what, how did this happen? And like my hand goes numb. Can we talk about that? You know, if oh. I'm on my phone too long. I'm like, what is this doing to my body? You know? So I get dizzy. I've gotten sick. Like I've literally gotten nauseous from being on my phone too long. So it's just like, what is going on? in yeah. Cancer rates. So it's just, oh, yeah, oh, yeah you, I could go on and on. Do you ever do digital detox? I have and 
by accident. And then I realized how powerful it was when I lost my phone. Yeah. Lost my phone. Didn't have a phone for 24 hours. And it started at 11 a.m. on a Monday. So I had to wait from 11 a.m. to the next day for a new phone to be sent to me via insurance. And I didn't have it. And I literally, Rosie, I literally read a whole book that day. Like I just so happened to pack a book, lost my phone and I read it. And it was, it was the craziest thing of how much time I actually have when I'm not on that thing. So I, I bet it was amazing. It was amazing. So I've been trying to delete the app every night at 8 PM and that lasted like three weeks <laughs> and it was amazing, you know? And then I, I got back on it and sometimes I'm like writing back to people at 10 PM, you know, on Instagram and it's, it's not okay. It's not okay. Yeah. So it's it's a practice, and I've not updated my phone, but I do hear that um, there is a new app or whatever, like a feature that like times your times you. engagement. Yeah. It mm-hmm. times your engagement. Yeah, I have that on mine. I try mm. to. Um, I'm really good about it though. Like I I do shut it off Are at you? a certain time. Yeah, and I because I just because if not, here's the only issue in the mm. morning. Once I do my practice, if I do want to do a a you know class which I normally do like on yoga glow or something like I have to get on my computer, I have to turn it on. And then sometimes the email comes up or the text messages are connected to my computer. So then all of a sudden I start or the thing happens with when I was listening to your meditation, I was like, Oh, I got to write that. And then I just kind of go off, you know, but look, I, we, it's just, we, we don't know what it's going to do, but I think that just like everything else, it's about really creating balance and, and, but you have the awareness about it, you know? And I feel like, uh, I, I pray for the younger generation that they will also have the balance. Exactly. That's exactly. All. Yes. Um, all right. So obviously I can talk to you. We've gone way past the time. I apologize. <laughs> oh, so dear. I'm just going to okay. ask you like the two, two more questions and then we'll, uh, we'll call it, but obviously we need to do this again and I yep. can't wait. To, I can't wait to manifest being a guest on your podcast. Okay. Oh, that's going to happen. So- <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up. So- yes. 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 All right. So what, um, what is the definition or what does freedom mean to you? What does freedom mean to me? Oh my gosh. Um, I think for me in this moment, freedom is silencing the inner critic, you know, rewriting that broken record or the broken records. And just imagine that spaciousness that we, I would have if that, that inner critic was not a thing and how powerful we'd be because we wouldn't be getting in our own way and that magic wand would be out all the time manifesting everything because our thoughts are creating our reality. So yeah, that for me is freedom. Dang. <laughs> um, okay, so the, this is a question. It's a two-part question and I ask all of my guests uh, that, have, that have been on the show and it's uh, pertaining to this particular podcast and why I created it. And so I created it wa- because I wanted to cultivate a community for people to be able to come together and, you know, listen to great content and maybe provide some insight as to an issue that they're dealing with or to just feel supported and to know that they're not alone and that the universe works for us and not against us and that we are all radically loved by mm-hmm. God, source, universe, whatever higher power of your understanding. Yes. So yes, the, yes. the two questions for you are number one, how do you feel radically loved? And the second is what do you radically love? 
Oh, wow. Aha, that's beautiful. Um, how do I feel radically loved? Um, I think honestly, like the, the higher power, like the universe, um, when I tap into it, it's just so warm and loving and spacious and full of guidance just for me. And that is always a reminder that I'm radically loved. And I am able to tap into that from sitting and meditating and using my breath, just receiving breath. Um, so yeah, that's how I'm reminded that I'm radically loved for sure. And nature, being in nature reminds me of that as well. Cause it's just, it's pure magic and I don't get into it enough cause I live in New York city. <laughs> so, um, you know, when I travel, the first thing I do or, or if I travel and I can choose where I go, it's, it's to get into nature. Cause that's where mm -hmm. I feel, I see the love that created nature and the universe. And then I connect to that and it's brilliant. And I have a really special bond with chipmunks. So that's oh. a whole nother story. Anyway. Oh, next <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, and then um, say that again. How do, uh, what, what do you, yeah. What do you radically? What do you radically love? Oh, I love this journey. I love this journey of life. It's hard. It's painful. It's beautiful. It's abundant. Um, and I don't give up. And so life reminds me not to give up. And when I say yes to life, you know, life say, says yes to me, like I mentioned before. And I, I do radically love life. And I think it's radical because life is hard and full of suffering. And to still love it and to trust it. In this society, what's happening now, you know, it, it's, I think that's pretty radical. So I say yes to life and life says yes to me. And that's, that's amazing and radical <laughs> and full of love. Sarah, you are the best. I am so excited and so grateful that you have chosen to come onto this podcast and to be a part of our loving community. We love you and we thank you for all of the incredible content that you've created. It's provided so much value for so many people. Wow. And you've really created an open space for people of all sizes and all colors to come together and practice something so beautiful and so incredibly uh, just unifying. And I am just so excited to have had you on. So for those of uh, the people that are listening, uh, where can they reach you? number one wow. and yeah. number two if there's any special announcements you'd like to um, announce now is the time okay well first of all i'm still marinating in, in your <laughs> word thank you so much i need to actually write down some things too thank you just from this it's been profound um so you can find me uh sarah clark yoga no h on sarah no e on clark i'm sure you're gonna write this down anyway but mm -hmm. sarah clark yoga um and there's gonna be really beautiful 2019 offerings i'm in the conversation right now with 1440 um multi-university i'm gonna be teaching there for the July 4th weekend. I'll be down in the Southeast at the Art of Living Institute, uh, I believe in July. And I'll also be at Kripalu where I'm staff um, teaching um, my annual retreat with a beautiful, beautiful soul. Her name is Jess Fry. We co-teach this one every year. And that happens July, June, I believe it's June 26th to the 28th. And there's gonna be more offerings, so definitely keep in touch. 
great. And yeah. is there uh, anything oh, that you'd like to uh-huh. listeners? I feel like you're like nudging me right now if you're uh, sitting next I'm to me. Just saying. <laughs> Anything, anything at all that you yeah. want to offer. Anything else? Anything else? Yes, of course there is. Of course. Um, so I would love to gift your students, your listeners, your podcast followers 30 days free on Yoga Glow. So all that you have to do is log on to Yoga Glow and type in 30 days with Sarah. 30 days with Sarah and you can practice with me and all the other teachers uh, for 30 days and hopefully even more. Yay. Thank you so much. That's such a generous gift. Everybody listening. So for, for, if you're on your device, if you go to the show notes or hit the info button, all of the links, uh, including Sarah's website and where you can learn more about her and where you can go to get your um, free uh, yoga glow subscription yeah. uh, everything will be on the show notes so you can just click the show notes and all the links will be there for you and don't forget to share this episode with your community your friends or somebody who you think would really gain a lot of value from listening to this conversation with this epic human being <laughs> right back at you <laughs> thank you so thank you much. hey everyone i hope you enjoyed this episode I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us, message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this. So please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening. Is there something missing in your life? Is there something that you want to do in the world to create an impact, but feel that it's overwhelming? So many of us walk through life feeling unsatisfied, overwhelmed, tired, and desperate for a deeper connection, but don't quite know how to achieve the things that we want in life. Join us this spring at the Dunsky Castle in Scotland for seven days of yoga, meditation, and yoga nidra, all focusing on finding your life's purpose. During our time together, we will learn how and when to take action, how to lead from our heart and not our head, how to break up with our inner critic for good and dive deep into learning about desire and discipline and how this creates a purposeful life. For more information, go to radicallyloved.com or you can message us at info at radicallyloved.com, subject Scotland. We'll see you soon.